0: Climbing the Pocket Networks in the huddle, talking your Vikings, Buccaneers, and Bears. Hey everybody, it's Dave here, and it is Tuesday night. You know what that means? We're Vlogmas Day 15, and it's time for Climbing the Pocket Networks in the huddle where we talk everything Vikings, looking back, looking forward, and everything that tickles your fancy. And with that, oh, Mr. Jason Brown, it's all yours.
1: All right. Tickling fancies, not sure what that's all about, but we're back. We're here. We got our crew. We got Flip. We got Miles. We're going to talk a little bit about... The game that was, the game that will be, the outlook for this season, next season, all the seasons, all the things. Miles, my man, how you doing? How you been? Is the PlayStation 5 still blocked up? Still boxed up? Oh, no, Miles, I I see you talking. I don't hear you talking. There you go. You came in. Are, are Are we not plugged in? He is plugged in now. How about now? How about now? We
2: oh, good? Boom. All right. There we all go. Right. There we go. Man, my my computer been janky lately. Um, I got a new one from work, so you know that's how that goes. Um, no, I'm I'm good. Yeah, the, the PS5 still locked up. It's unlocked. It's all good though. I got two. I got till Ten next days. Friday. Ten days, baby. Right. Tick tock, tick <laughs> um, tock, tick. Jason, hey, tell you me know. about that. that. That tell me about that shirt real quick though. Where, where'd you cop that from?
1: I don't even remember. Back when malls were a thing, I think I was able to, to go in and get this. <laughs> but I'm not sure what store from honest.
2: Right. Looks like a, like a hot topic or like a you know one of them type of things. It's it's very possible. Power.
1: Very possible. I walked by and was like, what would Yinka do? And I just had to go and had to go and grab it. Right. I, mean, I, I drove to South Dakota to pick it up, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <So quick. laughs>
0: oh man. My
1: man flipped. <laughs> How you doing, my man? How are things? How's the weather out your way? I know you like to rub it
0: in.
3: Oh, it's it's going well. You know, I just picked up a set of golf clubs, so I've been hitting the course out here. It's great. It, I'm not good, but I'm trying. I'm trying you're to get next like tire. You're,
2: good, you, you're dressing
1: like you're good, though. <laughs> I know. Flip coming <laughs> no, in, yeah. distinguished gentleman, fresh off the links. with the fashion first. Right. Rock the the cap on the on on the course, though, Flip.
3: Uh the Vikings cap. Of course. no, no, that's a negative negative. That's a negative. Yeah.
2: It's too embarrassing on public. (laughs) Yeah. Game day. Yeah, the football.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. And what's up, Clifford? How you doing? Well, let's jump into this thing. Let's talk about it. The game that was Vikings Bucks. Going in. I mean, Look, I mean most of us didn't think this was going to be much of a thing. We we kind of expected the Vikings to to lose this game. But then the game happened and starting out, you know, no one thought we could run on the Bucks. The Bucks game happens, the Vikings decide that is what they are going to do, they're going to establish their identity and they're having success. And by all accounts, you know, most traditional metrics time of possession, the things that the announcers love to talk about, time of possession, yards per carry, all these things. The Vikings really look to be dominating this game. But then Dan Bailey happens, a couple penalties go against the Vikings, and before you know it, the game we all kind of expected to happen ended up happening. And so the narrative coming out of this game for many was, you know, the Vikings caught a lot of bad breaks. Um, This is one of those things where, like, you know, say ref variants or other things swung against the Vikings. It was unfair. Vikings were the more dominant team. Uh, flip, when you think about how this game went, those those plays that were really pivotal moments that did, that uh, many will say changed the complexion of the game, what are you taking away from this? How are you... Thinking about the Vikings coming out of this game where, you know, maybe a couple of kicks are made here and there, penalties not called, and and you know, it's a different outcome and and what we're thinking about with this game.
3: Yeah, it's just the craziest thing to me. So you see a game like that, were there some fluky plays, sure. Were there some variants, you know, sure. Did they get screwed by the refs? Sure. But you gotta, when you're taking something away like you have to bring something with you. And if your reaction to this game is that the Vikings should use the exact same process, but get a better kicking performance or do the exact same thing, but get less penalties caught on them. Then like, bro, you ain't paying attention. It's like, I'm, I'm surprised you start with me because we should have started with miles because this game went exactly how miles said it was going to go. He said that they were going to run Dalvin cook nonstop and that's what they did and they didn't get the result just like miles predicted so like all this hodgepodge talking about the kicker and the and the refs, just like that's not stuff we can control what can we control what can they actually do to improve from week to week that's that's what bothers me
1: all right so miles you know flip flip through it to you once again I feel like this has happened many times this season where you're really predicting, you know, what's going to happen out there before it happens. You're predicting how we're going to be disappointed, not just that we're going to be disappointed. So given that this game went the way you thought it was going to, like, did you feel any kind of way when it was over or was it just kind of like, eh, all right, let me go make a sandwich and, and get on with the rest of my day?
2: So I think I watch this game a little bit more with uh, like intensity than I, I've watched some of the previous games, just because like this is one of the better teams in, this, in the league. This is you know one of those games where you want to see the Vikings show up and be uh and show us if they're really like if they're really there if they're really ready to take that step to being a playoff team this year because we could talk about the you know the the fo- winning five or six and that's been impressive for them uh, we could talk about the fact that you know they beat up on some bad teams or they've come close to losing to some of these bad teams but found a way to win um, but like this was kind of that real test because we talked about earlier in the season they struggled or or struggled to win and beat the good teams. So, it was, and then they came around, beat the Packers after the bye. That was an impressive win, beating a good football team. Um, and then, so we're like, okay, who's the next next game on the schedule that we're like, okay, this is another game that's like a, a test, a true test for this team. Well, it was the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, we watched the Rams a couple of weeks ago go into Tampa Bay and say, and they're a run-heavy type, type of team too. They said, we're going to nix the run. And make sure that we're effective in the pass game because that's the that's our best chance to beat this Buccaneers team. They're really good against the run, and they're going to make sure that we don't run against them effectively. The Vikings did the complete opposite. They came in this game and said, "Challenge accepted. Uh, we need to be men out here. We need to make sure that we're grinding that ball down their throats. You know, doing all that all that. You know, and um, they did it well. It worked <laughs> for the first. It, it worked. It worked for the first, especially the first few drives. I'm not saying it didn't work. But right. what didn't work was the passing game. So <laughs> great. You can run the ball. You can run the ball at you know four to five, five yards a, a, a tick. That's great. It's, it's a good thing. And it was impressive against a really good run defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But what didn't work was a lot of the passing game. What killed drives was a lot of the passing game. Guess how you're not going to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. You're not going to beat them if you can't pass the ball. Because they stiffened up their run defense and the pass game still wasn't working all that well. Like the Vikings did have some some decent drives. Uh, They stalled and killed themselves on some of those situations um, that led to some Dan Bailey (laughs) situations. Um, And they put themselves in this, you know, uh, long, long, third and longs, which helped the Tampa Bay Bucks pass rush situations, which is obvious. We know the Vikings struggle in, passing when they're in situations where they have to pass we know that because they they're they're not designed to be a straight drop back pass team so if teams want to just come after them they'll double they double Thielen and and Diggs or I said Diggs wow same hey we're in the same situation that we've been in right (laughs) if we can go down that road later they decided to double Jefferson and Thielen and said beat us with anybody else and you know Irv Smith was impressive but um the one thing that I mean, what are you supposed to do? I, I I just really struggled with the fact that they kept shooting themselves in the foot because they 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 win the game thinking no matter what, we have to run the ball. No matter what. And I wish this this regime, I wish people like Mike Zimmer would go into games sometimes and say, I don't care how we win the football game, just go out and win the football game. If that means we we're not gonna run the ball as much, fine. But I just wish right. that I wish there was some of that nuance where they'd go into this and just say, "Hey, we this is going to be the best way for us to win in." Zimmer will come out and say, "I don't care how we win." Yeah, that's not true. It's just not true. He simply wants to be an effective run the ball, control the clock offense to help his defense out. Well, it didn't seem to help his defense out. And then we can talk about the penalties because that one and, some of Well, that, some of that stuff, some of that stuff I will say was a little but they did not that's not the reason they lost this football game.
3: Again, you just gotta close the social media, man. Like it, if Dan Bailey makes all we get ten more points off of them. okay, that's twenty four points. Are we supposed to be excited by scoring twenty four points in a football game? and you have you have multiple weeks where Dakota Dozier's just craptastic. You have multiple weeks. Where Chad Worst Beebe just isn't doing crap, but Dan Bailey has one good game and he's got to go. Like, <laughs> if Dan Bailey needs to get cut, we need to cut a lot of people off this football team.
1: So yeah, so yeah, I guess, and this is one of the things I know we talked about it a little while you know uh, back earlier in the season because one of the things I know that even frustrated uh, beyond just the Bailey misses it was almost the fact that we didn't know how to speed things up. Like in no. the third quarter, it was like we were playing, but it was like we were playing in a tied game. We are t- playing like we were ahead and trying to run the clock out. It was almost like we weren't able to figure out how to switch to an offense that would allow us to, to get back into the game more quickly. And Flip, this brings me to a question or a conversation that we had very briefly when we were talking online earlier today around just the direction of the team going forward, because it seems as though the way we're built and the way we want to win really doesn't give us a lot of outs. Like we're not at the point where we're like, we're like the Ravens or something where people talk about like, once we get behind, it's a wrap. We can't like, yes, we can pass. They've shown a couple of times they can get behind, but they can come back. But it seems though the way that we're choosing to run the offense um, makes it very difficult for us when we do fall behind in any way, shape, or form. And you were saying earlier that if we're going to build around Kirk, that we need to get him better protection. My position is that we need to maybe tweak the offensive philosophy and get him another weapon. Uh, when you look at this game, I guess, help me understand what about this game makes you feel like everything would have just been better if we had, you know, a better one interior offensive lineman that was better than one of the ones we have right now.
3: Yeah, well, so often when we talk about the pass game, it goes straight to Kirk Cousins. The reality is, and, and it was magnified on Sunday, is that when we talk about the Vikings, it's not just Kirk. It's it's like you said, it's, it is the third wide receiver, but it's also the offensive line and their ability to pass block, which they can't do. And so many times when they go to that run philosophy it's almost an admission of how this offense is limited because the less the the more running you do the less pass block snaps that you got to deal with and they're just not good at it they're bringing other offensive linemen onto the field to try to do to try to protect kirk because they know they're just not a good pass blocking offensive line and kirk specifically his mindset is an immediate check down when, when he's in pressure. So Kirk is not a punish the blitz type of quarterback. He's a check down type of quarterback. He doesn't have the mobility to escape that pressure. So what does that result in?
2: You know, Kirk's done. I will say Kirk's done a lot better of a job escaping pressure this year than what we've seen in the past. So I don't want to, I don't want to use that one as a Kirk's not good at that anymore. He's done a lot better and, something that i didn't i didn't expect to see is something he's grown at
3: yeah i and i agree and i i mad credit to kirk but again it's like it's almost it's frustrating to see kirk take these improvements but not also see that along the offensive line look kirk cousins has only had a top 10 clean rate just basically on on pass block on on passing dropbacks when he's not pressured, he's only ranked in the top 10 once in his career. And that was back in 2016, which was arguably one of the best seasons of his career from a QBR standpoint and from a yards per attempt standpoint. So what we've seen is when he doesn't I mean, have that. That, that, team line,
1: had, that team had some weapons, too. Though. But, oh, yeah, team that, had that team some
3: that that team has some weapons, but what happens with Kirk is he gets that pressure. He doesn't care if the check down is a CJ Ham or a Tyler Conklin. He's taken that drop off. And and that also is why we're not getting the balls in the hands of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen as much as we like to. So there's multiple ways to fix it, but better offensive line, better pass blocking is one legit way to fix that.
2: It's well, fair. and what I what I don't like too is that they used. You heard Kirk after the game say, all oh, they were doubling Thielen, and uh, and Jefferson," as if that as if that hasn't happened most of the, most of the season, and if that hasn't happened since his time in Minnesota, where he had Diggs and Thielen, and both of them were always double teamed because they were the only two primary weapons in the pass game. If you're a defense against the Minnesota Vikings. The only two focuses are the two receivers and Dalvin Cook. And if your front fo- your front seven can help take away Dalvin Cook, you got the Vikings on the ropes. Like
1: that's what it is. And So Miles, can you talk to me about this- what Go ahead. Can you talk to me about so like we have the Vikings cuz so this is something that's come up and I know it very often like the quarterbacks the quarterbacks so they're going to get a lot of the blame. There's a team, like, let's look at a team, and I know that it's not always a fair comparison to look at the best in the league, but you have a team like Kansas City. You have a Tyreek Hill that everyone knows is their primary wide receiver. Defenses are going to be lined up to stop a player like Tyreek Hill. They're going to be lined up to stop players like Travis Kelsey. Can you talk to me from the perspective of a player who's, you know, played wide receiver at the college level? What are some things our offensive coordinator could do to make it easier on Kirk and make it easier on those receivers to get some plays. Like what are the things, cause we always talk about Andy Reid being a genius, creating mismatches, doing things with the pieces on his offense to put them in the best possible positions to be successful. What is it that maybe some of these quote genius type coaches are doing with their players that our coaches aren't doing with ours?
2: Yeah. I, so you use the, the chiefs and I think th- they're an outlier, and I, do, I only say outlier because they have a little bit of everything. I like to use the Rams because their philosophy and the way they run their offense is a lot more similar to the way the Vikings run their offense, so they're kind of the, the viewpoint I use because they run the, the wide zone, they run a lot of tight ends, they run the play action. The Vikings want to do those same exact things. Now, where the differentiator is, is Sean McVay window dresses a lot of what he does to help Help for his quarterback to help in the passing game, to help in the run game, to help a little bit of everything. If the downfield passing game isn't working, he does a fantastic job of scheming to get his players the ball. Jet, jet sweep reverse, you know, reverses getting getting those guys the football on the move, stretching the stretching the outsides to um, to pressure the defense to force them, you know, to force them to the edges. That's that's an important factor that they do a lot. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Um, and they, they've been mixing in their their running backs. Um, what they also do is they move those guys all over the formation. They move them in different formations, different tights, different splits. They put them in different positions to, so that you can't just double them on every single play. And the Vikings have on occasion do, they do that, but they don't do enough of moving those guys around in window dressing to help scheme those guys open on a consistent basis. And that goes yeah. back to – in my opinion, when the pass, just because you're in a passing down situation or you're like second and long, the Vikings run the football. Terrible idea. We talk about that all the time. They're still going to do it. But what they can still do in passing situations or quote unquote like expected passing situations is run play action. Let's say the run game starts starts to to falter a little bit. Everybody thinks, well, if the, if the run game is not working, you can't run play action. That's not true because all play action is supposed to be meant for is to hold the defense for a a millisecond split second there to give your guys time to get open that's what it is that's what it's for if it's for a shot play if it's for a quick hitter there's a lot of different ways to do it play action isn't just about having an effective run game it's about making the defense question what they're looking at and what they're seeing in front of them and making them react to whatever's coming next and so the idea that you can run play action in any, in any scenario, obviously third and long, some of those, whatever, but I'm talking in any situation, you should be able to run some, some form of play action to help get your guys open, to help suck the linebackers in, to help, to help give Kirk even a a second split second longer to find a read that he can get open, that he could throw a guy open. Like those are opportunities that I wish the Vikings would do a little bit more of. And I think, they do a good job of moving guys like Adam Thielen around, but I don't think – they they fixate so much on Justin Je- – when both of those guys are in the game, they fixate, at least what it seems like, I'd have to look a little bit more, but they fixate on Justin Jefferson being the X receiver and Adam Thielen being the Z receiver, and they don't really do much to change that. And they, do, they don't do enough of situations to let those guys flourish. Like, put those guys into a better situation so that if you're go- – so that defenses can't always just double-team them Uh, high to low and press coverage with the safety back on Jefferson, especially like there's a lot of different ways. And that's why I always like to, like I said, I like to use the Rams for that instance because the Rams have two really good receivers, which the Vikings have two better receivers than those two, in my opinion. And better quarterback, (laughs) better quarterback too. better, better running back. Like they, they have, they have the better overall infrastructure in place. You can talk about the offensive line a little bit. Fine. But overall infrastructure, that they have a better in place position than the Rams do, but they don't do enough to move those guys around to get them the football in creative ways to help alleviate some of the uh, the defensive defenses focus on them. Like they ran one sweep to Jefferson or one one reverse to Jefferson, it got like a yard, and we never saw anything like it like it again all game. It doesn't make sense to me how they're not doing more of that to try to get the ball in their playmakers' hands.
3: And, and that's a great example, Miles, and I'll, I'll use that Jefferson, the scheme touches to tie in. You said the Rams. I would say I hate to bring up this name right now, I, and there's there's several guys I could bring up, but I'm going to go with the Browns. Um, and, and that's another way you can solve this yeah. issue where Cleveland, look, Cleveland has the best, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL and they use that clean pocket approach that I think Kirk needs but you got Baker Mayfield throwing to Harrison Bryant and Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples Jones and these are not superstars but the, the 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 line is so clean that the quarterback can go out and operate and find the open guy and Cleveland also does a lot of a lot more of those gadget type plays those scheme touches that Miles was talking about with the Rams. So again, there are multiple ways to address the issue, but you just, you have to, if your takeaway, your takeaway again should be that the offensive line has to be better more so than, oh, we need a new kicker or, oh, we just got to <laughs> wait for the refs not to screw us, like changes.
1: I mean, the line could be a little better. I'm still a team, it could, more weapons, yeah. more weapons, more weapons, ball out quicker, line looks better. Like Peyton Manning had a great pass blocking yeah, like, offensive line every year he was in the league. That's because the ball was coming out of his hand in like a second and a half that, every time he went back what, there. That's,
2: that's what Brady's been Brady. doing too the last the last few years of the, of his career. Is he's been getting the ball out quickly because hey, I'm screw the pass rush. I'm just going to get the ball out.
0: But uh, but I'm again, what what
2: what
3: what is going to make the most sense for Kirk because a third wide receiver is going to get like three targets a game from the guy. The guy's going to, the guy's going to go to his check down. He's going to go to his fullback and tight end a lot when he's, when he's dealing with pressure and when he's clean, you go ahead and you get that deep shot Kirk that we all love so much.
1: Now, hold on. I don't think you're being entirely fair here. Chad Beebe got four targets (laughs) in the game for a success rate of 25% and negative 0.8 expected points added. So I I, I don't know that that you're being entirely fair in terms of how the other wide receiver would be implemented into our game plan. But
2: Let's switch it up here. I just want to answer (laughs) answer Clifford's question real quick. He asked, is Cousins capable of getting the ball out quicker? Yes, Cousins wants to get the ball out quicker. He wants to get the ball out. Cousin, if 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 it was up to cousins, because if he he in in a lot of cases is like a robot, that dude if he could throw to his first read every single time, he would do it every single time and be happy. That's after. how Tajay Sharp so, yes. gets
1: deep passes on on need to have it yes. plays because well, <laughs> <Yes>. first read. <laughs> That's what the progression said. But Miles, bring bring a little optimism to the show. Talk to me about my okay. man Irv Smith and sure. what you saw out of him. Talk to me about what you saw from Gronklin <laughs> and uh, the future of the tight end position. It. Like there it, is. We, here we, it is. Jason's been waiting for this. Jason's been, waiting, been waiting for waiting this. For it. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> <Because> Kyle Rudolph <laughs> does not play in a game, and we actually get actual downfield production, production from the tight end position, moving the ball between the 20s, getting some scores. Talk to me about it, Miles. How do you feel about the future of the tight end position for the Vikings? I mean, I can't say much about Tyler Conklin. i
2: I think he's a fine tight end. Like I think a depth, depth wise, second, I think he's fine.
1: Second most targets
2: on the team. I think. What did he have? Like thirteen yards. I, <laughs> but like, I think he can, I can. Yeah, I think he can fill some of that like tight end two, tight end three type of role. I think that's you know he fits he fits that. Um, Irv Smith though, like 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 to your point. He brings that pop and juice to that position that, that's been really needed. We talk about adding another weapon. If he can continue to evolve into that weapon, you're going to see that help Jefferson and Thielen because if you can't keep your full focus and attention on Thielen and Jefferson down the field, Irv can help occupy the middle of the field. And no, Rudy is not on the team next season. Um, that's an easy cut. Sorry, that's an easy Oh, cut. bro. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's Bro, you easy. Look that's look at that contract. You better look at that contract. That's easy. That's laid. That's out. Like um, that's the easy out. Um, they they design it that way too. Um, but no, real real <laughs> talk. What Irv Smith does is he helps stretch the field up, stretch stretch the seams that Rudolph couldn't do. It's just not what Rudolph's capable of. That's not his skill set. I never faulted Rudolph for not being good at something that he's not designed to be good at. That's okay, but. Irv Smith, his design role is to help stretch the seams and be a guy that can be a playmaker. That's what he can do. He's got that like wide receiver type ability that Rudolph didn't have. Rudolph was a really good possession receiver, could move the chains, had really secure hands. I guess he still does. He's not dead, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I mean, I mean that in like the sense that like Irv Smith gives you a little bit more of what you need out of that position. And so for me, at least what I think they could use, if you're not going to add another a third receiver, that can be Irv Smith. Irv Smith can be that guy. Like, Jason, you brought up the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not saying that he's a Travis Kelsey, but, like, you want a guy that can be a playmaker, good with the ball in his hands, he can stretch the field a little bit, and he can be a mismatch yeah. against safeties and linebackers. That's all I've been asking for out of the tight end position or a third wide receiver. So – Er Smith can definitely be that. If he can stay healthy and continue to progress and grow, there's no reason that dude can't be a pro bowl type of pro bowl level type of tight end as as we move forward.
1: And again, Gronklin, five receptions, 40 yards. So we're gonna stop downplaying the the contributions (laughs) from our our third and fourth weapons in in this offense. But Flip, (laughs) I saw you smiling. You're nodding your head. Yeah, you, I, maybe some excitement about, you know, this this star that we see being born on the Vikings he offense. Hates the in he hates the Rudy Slander. How dare you? <laughs> no, no <laughs> I
3: don't hate the Rudy Slander. The, dude, the, the dude's going to be 32 years old and uh, with no guaranteed money left on that contract. So to answer your question, RJ, it's a very easy cut if the Vikings don't want Kyle Rudolph on the roster next season.
2: Thank you for your service, Kyle. That's what I'll say to him. <laughs> Thank you for all the years you
3: <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm nervous, man, because you know how this front office thinks. You know Zipper's gonna want that dude back.
2: <laughs> They're gonna need to designate him as a June one post June one cut though, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll go Irv. We'll go
3: Irv, we'll go Conklin, we'll be we'll be fine. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the offensive weapons, honestly right now i mean i think you can find an upgrade from chad bb anywhere and then you just fix you just fix up
2: (laughs) the line hey i man
1: they had
3: they had they got two upgrades from chad bb on the roster already (laughs) and they just cut one
1: (laughs) get gritty all right (laughs) okay so, flip your big takeaways from this game. The Vikings just generally offensively uh, need to be better, more aggression. Maurice. More, hey Maurice, really, hey, the,
2: fix, the fix is in. Maurice, the fix is in. They were not going to let <laughs> the Vikings win that game, <laughs> huh? Yo,
3: yeah, shut up, Donnie. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I uh, oh. Donnie, shut up, man. Uh, yeah, I, I am. Really RJ, upset
2: RJ, chill out. RJ, chill out. <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. That's some, whoa, that's some, whoa. That's some Cole Beasley sander right on. there. I'm hey, out. About to fight hey,
2: well, <laughs> come on. At least at least
3: compare yes, Chad, Chad B to my a brother, man. Central, be careful. How you don't see Nico Hardman potential in Chad BB?
2: Well, say the Vikings need to bring some juice to that receiver position outside of Thielen and Jefferson. They need some juice, not some Chad BB.
3: <laughs> <laughs> i like the defense that's what i'm trying to say i liked, i liked the defensive effort um i love the defensive effort you know i think a lot of people are obsessed with the the pressure and the lack of defensive pressure that's being generated it's one of those things it's like what do you want you know you you chose to trade away unique so blame that one on rick um but Really encouraged by the cornerback's play. You have to remember the linebackers, they they didn't have Eric Kendricks again. Gladney and Dansler are taking positive steps forward. Anthony Harris is a little bit of a waste of space, but I see enough on this defense to not to not have to revamp and go get all these new Zimmer toys. Look, just get Daniel back, get Michael Pierce in the middle. Uh, rotate your opposite defensive end, and you've got Eric Kendricks and some young cornerbacks that are really starting to grow. So, like, I, I don't think we're that far away. But so much of the coaching and the philosophy worries me a little bit, and I'm I don't know if we have the correct front office to to fix the offensive line and to to you know navigate a tough salary cap year looking at 2021
2: now question Fire why away. are we why are we always blaming the front office for the lack of offensive line development when the front office is working with the coaching staff to find them and work with them <laughs> to find their priority like the the people that they're looking for to to mold and to build an offensive line room like that's what the the front office is there for they're like, hey, tell us what you guys like. We'll obviously enter like, work together to to mold and figure out how what that looks like. And if they've gone out and said, hey, we'll we'll go get you, Brian O'Neill, Ezra Cleveland. Uh, we'll sign Ryan Riley Reef. We'll go get Garrett Bradbury. I I just I'm sick of saying that the, they don't do things to help this offensive line. It's the coaching st- like the front office goes out and gets goes out and gets the guys, and they say, hey, Garrett Kubiak. What level of player do you think you need at left guard? And if Gary Kubiak's like, I need Dakota Dozier, the front (laughs) office is supposed to say, are they supposed to say, no, no, we want something better? Like, like I mean, it does go back
1: to that philosophy again, where it is, you know, we we drafted Garrett Bradbury based on his run blocking tape, Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: his pass blocking grades in college coming out were not good. So him not being good at pass blocking against grown men in the NFL, not surprising. Also, like Miles said before, not really his fault because we can't expect him to do something that he just had never done before. And also, Donnie, you know I'm gonna be. He's a team captain. He's a team captain. Jason went against us. Not good. Shut up, Donnie. But it happens. The problem is the calls happen. They're bad breaks. They were terrible, terrible calls. Call. But we have no margin for error, in part because well, of how we choose to play the game. We don't and take the enough fix, shots. And the so fix when bad things happen, we can't recover from them. So that the is a isn't... bigger problem than refs making mistakes because that's going to happen. We can't control this that. Is... We can control how we play the game, which is to play faster. And to involve the people who can get lots of yards every time they touch the football. And those people are Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, maybe Smith. Dalvin. If we could ever remember how to run a screenplay. maybe can't run a screen. No, we like don't that have that the likely.
3: offensive line to run a screen, apparently. We but I thought Chabby that's why we got even...
1: those guys, because they were fast. They're supposed to be getting I... that. Hey,
2: no, like... no, no. I I feel like I feel like when people are talking about the officiating and how the fix is in on the Vikings, they're watching the movie. They remember the Titans and they're seeing that. And they're like, uh, uh." like they're thinking like the reps are literally got it in for us. And they're like paid off and told, Hey, this is a wrap. The Vikings got to go. Like they can't win this football game. Like that's not happening. Like (laughs) Donnie, I've been saying how I really
3: feel the entire season. They need to fire Everybody, we got we got coaches starting terrible ass you players. Said Fox and TV. Then, hey,
2: Donnie said five.
3: TV. Then, and you and know who you're talking to? <laughs>
0: Good
3: lord! Just fire them. That's the offensive line thing to answer Miles' question. That's it's not, not a lack of effort. Is what? What are you do? What are you doing drafting these offensive linemen? What are you doing drafting an offensive tackle? And then playing him at right guard for the entire season. Where
2: else are they like, going to put him? Like, <laughs> you, Why would they you even the draft only. him?
3: It's,
0: it's Why would they draft it,
2: him? Flip, we've literally talked about this. It's about the future. Like, draft yes. picks aren't just about right now. Draft picks are about we're the put future. Him at left tackle.
3: We're six and seven. He's not we're better than Rodney
2: Reef. He's not better than Riley Reef. Then we're not talking about the future anymore. Why not? Why can't he p- continue to progress in his playing and getting on the? So this is how I view. I view this. I'm sick of people saying, "Oh, you you can't you can't put an offensive of tackle into play guard." Uh, well, in this scheme, you can, and it gets him on the field and it gets him experience that he wasn't going to get at left tackle or right tackle. So let's get him on the yes,
3: field to play guard.
2: He moved Riley Reef inside. Get well, him experience at left tackle. Riley Reeve. Would be worse at guard than he's been at tackle, and he's been better at tackle than. Yes, but nobody cares how Riley Reeves
3: does at. Oh my! God. Like nobody left cares tackle. how Riley Reeves does at guard.
2: Left. Nobody cares how important. Riley Reef does at guard. Left tackle is more important than, than guard. So give me yes. the best, better player to play tackle, and put the worst player at guard. And it's well, they've done I, it so I far. Don't buy your grooming at the position you want
3: them to play. If you're really focused but, on the future. If you're oh, really if not, you're though. so focused on the future that you trade away unique and Gakway that you that oh, you shut back down Daniel Hunter and you're saying we are looking for the future, then why not put the guy at left tackle? Why because is having a good left to, tackle? So because the
1: future we're looking for is not trying to get fired. I mean. So it's a maybe the incentives aren't aligned, but the future that we're talking about is I want my job next year. So I'm going to play players that don't have me get embarrassed and and get fired. Where my
2: my gripe is with with Cleveland, Flip, is they should have moved him to left guard and kicked Dakota Dozier's bum ass out. That's where they should have put Ezra Cleveland if they're going to put him at guard. Not right guard, but, you know there's
3: like nine different things they could have done with the offensive line other than whatever they're doing now. You that wanted, them to, cut Riley, you you wanted, wanted
2: them to cut Riley Reef. So okay.
3: I thought we had okay. the left tackle in the future.
1: We're we're not, we're not, not now. we're not relitigating. We're not relitigating Miles versus Flip, Riley Reef, because I think Flip also did share hey. that Riley Reef is one of the most valuable players on the Vikings. He did share that. So We'll we'll it, keep this pushing. It I'm very the happy with how Rico is
2: playing. Me. It's because it of Rico.
1: It's because but
2: of Rico. We, we know the offensive
1: line played. is going to be in focus again because we're playing the Bears. So uh no, nope, Donnie, no, nope. nope. no, Donnie, come Donnie. on, oh. Ross, no. <laughs> Just because we're
2: black, Donnie. Just because we're black, <laughs>
3: yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, we got, we got Chad Beebe. Don't even know where to line up on the field. Cole Beasley would never do that, man. Cole, Cole Beasley always knows where to line up.
1: Oh, oh man! Yeah. All right, so talk to me about this upcoming matchup with the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is back <laughs> and balling. A <laughs> Rob has been eating these last couple weeks. If you have him on oh, fantasy, man. you know what I'm talking about. Eat uh, again. The last time we played this team, you know, things were going a certain way. And then Akeem Hicks went down. Things kind of went a different way. How are we feeling about this matchup? Mitchell on his revival tour, settling old scores. Revenge Bears tour. defense is always a tough time. Flip, what are your thoughts going into this game? How do you think it's going to go for us?
3: Well, you know. Again, three bad things happened to us in the last game. We had bad ref calls, we had bad kicking, and we had bad offensive line. So y'all tell me, which of those three were you the most for this next game?
1: I mean, offensive
0: line, for sure.
3: There it is. Ooh, going, against, sure. going against Mac. I mean, what's the fix there? Is, are they just going to trot Dozier back out there, or are they just going to Say Cleveland, take your lumps. Learn trial Why by fire. It?
2: I'm not worried about Cleveland, Mac. I'm worried about Akeem Hicks.
3: Yeah, me too. I'm worried about we're all favored,
2: of you. but we're favored in this game. Are we going to bring Rashad Hill what, what, onto the field? Oh, we're at home. We suck at home this year.
3: <laughs> I can't we believe do. they messed up those fresh whites, man. Those, those all white uniforms look <laughs> good, and they had to uh, they had to go feature. the cj hammer wearing those fresh whites man
1: so Uh,
0: hey
1: no bears game do the vikings get back on track do they keep toying with flip's heart to get back to 500 or do they completely end all hopes of anything good happening for us this season flip what's the leverage on this game
3: um yeah i need to find some bears fans and make a bet make a bet (laughs) We're back under five hundred, so we got to start putting some cash back on the line. That's for sure. Hey, don, hey Donny's funny. Don,
2: Donnie's funny.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh lord! I don't know.
3: I don't know, man. Like, look, I I saw this article. This is like the game that doesn't matter. Bowl. Like, you can talk yourself into why this game matters. Um gotta you get know, back if to, the, Vikings lose. to the
2: playoffs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if the Vikings lose, they they have a two percent chance of making the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. I just wanna see them. I, I think I would need to see them just, you know, win by double digits for me to get any hopes of of, of a seven and seven record and trying to get into the playoffs because if they do make the playoffs that first round against new Orleans or, or green Bay. So
1: we can, we can, I don't know. That's
3: probably beat, not the answer. We yet. beat
1: green Bay before.
3: Oh yeah. That yeah. Dude. So that's we what I'm mean, green saying. Green
2: Bay and new Orleans are the only good teams this that we can beat. Uh, it's just facts. Those are the oh, only
3: games left. Those are the only games left on our schedule. Really? I know. So I'm just saying.
1: How do you think it's going to go? Because you've uh, what, been doing a pretty good job of predicting things here. How do you what think we're going to come out, attack the Bears?
2: What did I say about the, the Jacksonville game?
1: Yeah, we should beat them by double digits, I think is what you did say. We should beat the shit out of this team, I think, if I'm going yeah. for a, a direct quote.
2: I mean, I could so do that you,
1: again. Do we need you, to you go do you over all that again? I mean... You feel that Come we should on. beat the shit out of the Bears? Like, if you're thinking about the Bears in Jacksonville, you keep them. You're keeping them in the same kind of class of team as they match up with well, with, with, with the Vikings. They both have,
2: like, they're both have shitty quarterbacks. I guess you could. I, I mean, unless you wanted to say that Mitchell Trubisky is a little bit better than Mike Glennon. Fair. He can at least run. Doesn't have a long neck. But <laughs> I mean, they. But like weapons wise, that like the Bears don't have better overall weapons than the the Jaguars did. I mean, there's they're comparable. I mean, Allen Robinson's Mo- better of, out of Mo- all of them.
1: Mooney slander will not be tolerated on this
2: podcast. I'm not man. slandering Mooney at all. <laughs> um, Dave, hey, David Montgomery, he's bald lately. Um, so there's that for my fantasy teams. Um, no, but like for real, the to your point, Jason, though. The bear, the bear. We don't match up as well against the Bears because, again, they're good against the run, especially, especially like what we saw the first time we played the Bears. If uh, Akeem Hicks is in the football game, he wrecks our entire interior offensive line. Like, and he knows it. Like you, you saw the last game, him and him and Cook were going back and forth talking shit to each other. I love that. That was fun. But then Hicks gets banged up and hurt, and he has to, you know, sit out. And Dalvin Cook decides to go off, and. If a- Akeem Hicks is gonna is gonna play and be healthy, it's gonna be a tough night, a tough day for them. Um, he's the one I'm more worried about because our offensive tackles have been good. Uh, Cleo Max, obviously, really elite, but like they've done a pretty decent job against him at times. Like I'm not as worried about him as I am the interior. Um, and if you're the Bears, how are you not putting Kyle Fuller on Justin Jefferson and doubling Adam Thielen or vice versa? They're going to double both those guys and say, okay, go ahead. How are you going to beat us? Because we watched all the other games against good football teams and how they beat you guys, we're going to try to do the same. I mean, that's what they should probably do. Um, and Kirk's going to say, well, they're, those guys were doubled, so I can't throw it to them. And I don't know. Like, the again, the Vikings should beat this football team. The Vikings should be a better football team than the Chicago Bears. The defense – You'd hope they play well enough to make sure that Mitchell Trubisky doesn't go off against them, which is weird. Hard to say. Weird to say, but it's possible because he, he Mitchell Trubisky at least gives you a run threat ability, and he has an elite receiver in, in Allen Robinson. So those are two and recipes. He
1: feeds Allen Robinson,
2: and like he, he feeds as he, he, should, feeds as he should. Allen Robinson as he should. So, Have we so beat Trubisky?
0: Have, Have we? we beat
3: Trubisky? The Vikings. Uh, uh, probably not. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. Donnie, have uh, that's we beat Mitchell Trubisky? Game. Yeah, Donnie, 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 Donnie. Donnie. How out. Have we beat, have we beat yeah. Mitchell Trubisky? And if so, which game? I don't. I think it's been since his rookie year since they beat him. Well,
2: like for real, that might be. Um, I'm telling y'all, and,
1: and they might that play just, Chase Daniels later.
2: So, and you know, they can beat him.
1: That, de- but depressed the hell out of me right there. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, we yo. need to make again. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah,
3: bro. I don't
2: think, no. I think we're 0 and 4 against Trubisky yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you might be right. Well, and so what was it last year? Trubisky got hurt and like early in the game, and then Chase Daniel came in. I think that's what it was, but they still lost. So it didn't matter. Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying, RJ. I think it was rookie year. I think that was the, the last time they beat Mitchell Trubisky.
1: Um, yeah. That's sad. Man. Um, changed and, the whole vibe of the show. There, flip. <laughs>
2: How dare you? The, the Vikings. The Vikings should win this football game. Home field advantage doesn't really seem to be a thing anymore. But their their defenses started to play a little bit better. Double Allen Robinson, please, Mike Zimmer, if you're listening. Double Allen Robinson. Um, hopefully you get Eric Kendricks back. That's a big one. I think that's the, that's the that this defense really thrives if he, you know you need you need Eric Hendricks back um so you can add, which also helps Harrison Smith um you need to get pressure obviously on Trubisky, which has been tough for this team to to do so they have to generate some pressure um and so i don't know i, I, I the, the Vikings should beat this Bears team I, i'll continue to say that how close the game will going gonna, is going to be it's probably going to be a lot closer than they should than it should be
1: okay Flip, are you with us? Because you look frozen. <laughs> All right, so so, Jerome, so Flip is frozen. I was gonna blame somebody else, Jerome.
3: Oh, who's Jerome um, blaming? Oh, um, am I back?
1: You're
0: back, I back. You're back. You're back.
3: I we we are two and four against Mitchell Trubisky. I didn't hear anything about what Miles just said. I'm so I'm sure it was amazing <laughs> points. I, I I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried about the offensive line uh, against the Bears. I am I'm I'm worried that we're going to run Dalvin Cook 25 times a game, 25 times this game to uh finish second in the NFL rushing record record this season. I guess that's the goal that we should have. And uh I'm very worried about further special teams meltdowns. They've got Cordero Patterson right there. I do not like Cordero Patterson. He's a little punk if you ask me he's oh. overrated he's overrated so i'd love to see us shut him down but i mean we got chad Beebe on punt coverage right so we'll see
1: dan chisna oh dan bailey is, it, is, it, is about to come out here for vikings jerome and he's about to have a perfect game get back on track he's gonna, he's to gonna win the game a, he's gonna hit a 60 yarder to yep. win the game and uh put us back in the playoff hunt just to to keep the suffering going just a little bit longer.
2: Hey, before we go, can I say I just ask one question. Can someone tell me who could be better than Dan Bailey that's available right now? And if someone says Chandler Kent Catanzaro, how the hell you say a dude's name? I swear to god, I know they're trying him out, but like come on. like can we like uh, I'm, Yo, I'm, yo, I'm, let me, let me put it this way
3: we are not anywhere near good enough to have a non-dependable kicker. Okay. Oh, Dan Bailey's is just going to be just fine because it's not going to be any sure. type of playoff type kick vibe.
2: <laughs> there's so, no real pressure. There's
3: no, there's no possibility of an extreme meltdown. I'm not going to be remembering that Tampa game the way I remember some of the other, big kick misses in vikings history i'm not so you know dan bailey i i you're a kicker so i don't really have a strong opinion on you either way it's not like i miss dan carlson because he's always a kicker um so we'll see if you can win a camp battle and go from there
2: for this game whoever dan bailey beats out that's the fourth or fifth round pick next year well, you know, yo, soon, I, they could go fourth round pick. I bet they go fourth yeah, round pick on a That's kicker. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They, they're going to they, they go draft a
1: pick. Zim is going to run out of town before camp is over. Donnie, why don't you the kicker? I agree with oh, Donnie. Donnie said that we need to come out, what? throw the ball all over their heads, and run them out the gym.
0: Should have done like it last week. Should have done, done it last week.
1: That.
3: I'm telling you that that Akeem Hicks coming up, he's going against Dakota Dozier. <laughs> Kirk's Dakota Dozier do the inter- I love Kirk Cousins. Like we don't talk about Kirk's durability enough. Uh, he is. Um, it's amazing that he hasn't missed any games playing against this type of line for this long, and a he's a mobile quarterback. Right. Now. Yeah, he's mobile. We got that. We got design oh, yeah, sneaks happening. Most efficient run we had last week. I love that. I love those plays. Yeah, there Kirk, you go, is, Kirk is balling. So you know, Kirk versus nah, Mitch. He wasn't balling on Sunday,
2: but that's oh, that's no. fine. Sunday he's
1: was good. was not not as fine. Sunday moment, was not balling, but overall, 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 we're gonna bounce overall. back. We're gonna get some quick some quick hitters to start the game. Get Kirk into a groove. Get Thielen and, and Justin going. And uh, I, I'm calling for a, a blowout of these Bears. I'm I'm, I'm putting it into yeah. the world right now. I'm manifesting it. We are going to come out there and handle our business, if for no other reason that, you know, we've talked about it before. Backs against the wall. Zim loves that stuff. He loves it. It's when, I, like, you know, expectations happen that our team falls apart. And the apart. Bears
2: aren't a good football team. Also that.
1: Also, that even though PF rankings say that we are basically the same team overall. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I could
3: talk I could talk about this forever, man. This game fascinates me, but I just there's not that much talk about because we don't know what's gonna happen. Two divisional rivals
2: going
0: at it. The Vikings can win out this week.
2: The if the Vikings can win the game. I, I I want the Vikings to win, but if David Montgomery wants to go for a buck 15 and three, I'm cool.
0: Just, oh, you Montgomery got will be on
2: the bench
1: in the second quarter because these are we selfish. Will be these are selfish. These,
3: Y'all know any Bears fans? Y'all know any Bears fans? Let me know. Seventy five bucks, straight up.
1: Let's go. I'll, I'll find one for you. These Actually, I, I'll, I'll send Let's one get your some way. Money down on the Perp team. Hey,
2: remember the last time Flip tried to make a bet?
1: Uh, He cost us the victory (laughs) at halftime. He cost us the victory. My fault. My fault. There it (laughs) is. My my, my fault. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there it is. Uh, We we have made it to the 10 o'clock hour, so we are going to wrap this thing up. As always, viewers, thanks for chilling with us. Thanks for helping us with this show. Interacting with y'all is always so much fun. Listeners, thanks for checking it out. And I am going to turn this over to the man in the truck, David. Hey.
0: Good show guys and I want to thank every one of these people that are watching and interacting, especially you Donnie, you've been kicking it tonight. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Now hopefully, tell your friends, you can... subscribe. Yes. Tell your friends, share and if you think this is heated up, make sure you watch Good Morning Gallahorn in the Raw 15 minutes after the game. I guarantee oh, man, you'll see fire then. Tomorrow, um, <laughs> but first, tomorrow night we have the original squad <laughs> coming back for Vlogmas Day 16. It's climbing the pocket with Jason Miles, Yinka, and who am I missing? No. JR. Superstar JR. JR. Yeah, JR. If JR. can make it, he had kid problems last. The legend. The legend.
2: JR. The legend. May be man, able to tell us
0: he'll get Those more players. into the draft mode as we get closer so we can't it's not draft time yet well it's, it's not, not draft well time. as we get closer playoff, we're not there time. yet it's playoff time <laughs> right flip playoffs
3: yeah yeah we're gonna if the Vikings don't make the playoffs we get to each pick a different team right that's how this
0: works <laughs> we'll see <laughs> and speaking of playoffs make sure you go back and watch last night's show which starred the one and only flip mozzie Boom. 15 minutes with flip. We talk nothing but playoffs then. But for the rest of the evening, enjoy yourselves, enjoy a good beverage, enjoy good food, good friends, stay safe, stay healthy, and by all means, go Vikings! Skull. Skull. Skol Vikes! Play the music! Yeah,
3: I put I put money on that Houston game too.
0: Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and Ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Goal, everybody.